What's up, everybody? Welcome to season two. That's actually just fun saying that. <laughs> season two, episode one. On today's episode, we're actually going to talk about a pretty uh, in-depth conversation we're going to have about self-worth, and that's coming up right now. Are you a Christian and you are looking to take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level? Then this is the channel for you. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode. I am one of your hosts, Josh, and I'm here with the, look at her hair today, with the gorgeous Christy. Hello. <laughs> yeah, she wore her hair different. I love that she does that. She changes it up every once in a while, so. Usually it's just up in a bun. Yeah. Buns of fun. <laughs> so anyway, so today we're actually going to be talking about self-worth, and this is something that actually Christy wanted to talk about. She brought it up uh, since last week. She's kind of been uh, talking about it off and on really quite a bit lately, and uh, we just feel like it's been a, one of those types of topics that just never goes away. You know, mm -hmm. self-worth is one of those things that uh, everybody deals with, and we don't think that everybody deals with it, especially right. if we're really yeah. suffering bad from self-worth mm -hmm. issues. Um, you know, so anyway, so today we figured it'd be a really good day to talk about self-worth. you have anything you want to say before we get started? Yes, thank you. Fire away. <laughs> um, I just think that God takes us, we've talked about it before on some of our other podcasts, is God takes us through different levels of our maturity with him and growing with him. Um, and he really prunes us. So he digs roots deeper in some aspects and rips out the weeds at others. And I just think right now it's a thing that he's working on me with. I've had a lot of, I like to call lightning bolt moments. Josh laughs every time I say that because I feel like, like a lightning bolt hits me in the head, but I really feel like the Holy spirit, like really just gets at me about at certain times. And it's not a, just a constant thing. And all of a sudden my eyes are just open to something that's always been there that I've never realized how long it's been there. And I appreciate those moments. I, um, I appreciate that the Holy spirit doesn't open our eyes to everything that we need to work on all immediately when we get saved because we would combust. <laughs> um, so I just really appreciate it though, for the growing moments, when I get convicted about things that I personally need to work on knowing who I am in Christ, who he says I am and really believing that with my whole heart. So I'm, I'm very grateful. You know, self-worth is something that's difficult. And I find it, you know, commonly, at least in the Christian community, that, you know, when we start to feel like we're focusing on ourselves, we almost get like this kind of a guilt about things, right? So we start focusing, we're saying, okay, I'm suffering with self-worth, I'm suffering with all these things. And we start to focus on ourselves and we almost get this guilt about it. Like you're supposed to constantly be serving everybody else. You're supposed to constantly be looking at like, you know, I shouldn't be looking at myself. I should be looking at everybody else. And to be honest with you, what ends up happening is you end up trying to pour out of an empty cup. And I'm sure most of you that are on today have heard that before. You know, you got to make sure that you pour from a full cup. Well, that's that's because you have to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. There's self-care. And self-care is a big part of self-worth. You know, worth is, is something that comes from God. Like our, our worth of who we are comes from Christ. And if we read his word, we know what we're worth, but it doesn't stop us from not feeling that way. And that's where the enemy kind of slides in there and kind of tries to, you know, take us apart little piece at a time and make us feel like we're just not enough, you know? And it's easy to get caught up in society today where we're looking at things, we're comparing ourselves, and we're going to get into a little bit of that. But self-worth is something that we all struggle with. You know, even the people that you look at, you think they have it all together, they don't. 
Well, I think some of it is that we educate ourselves to the point of stupidity or ignorance, really. Like we get to the point where we know, we know, we read a lot of the Bible, we know a lot of the scripture, and we go out and we're not having a mirror up in front of ourselves a lot of times, not even necessarily in a negative way. Mm -hmm. We're going out and we're trying to tell people, God loves you so much, and I'm so grateful for everything he did in my life, and I'm so, I so want everyone to know about it and how deep of a relationship and how amazing it can be. But then when you are really starting to get into being a mentor for people and counseling people or encouraging people, you're constantly just giving the advice just all the time. Well, you need to read scripture. You need Mm -hmm. to go for walks. You need to pray. You need to do these things. And you forget to really hold the mirror up and say, are you doing these things? Mm. Like, are you really focusing on these things and really growing deeper with him and really understanding the depth of his love for you? Just stopping and really appreciating. And I do like, especially when we're worshiping at church and singing it, music just speaks to my soul. But have I really worked through a mu- as much as I need to, how much God truly loves me? I want to stand up for so many other people and have I really, really accepted the fact that um, he loves me as much as I believe he loves everybody else? I think mm. it's a lot easier to get to believe that he loves, I believe he loves you so much that you could never even comprehend to the point that I don't comprehend how much he loves me. <laughs> you know, that that's seriously, it's, it's, it's a difficult for our human brains, I think. And we live in a fallen world. So we live where hurt people hurt people. And unfortunately, the majority of us, if not every single person that's willing to admit it, has been hurt by somebody and it makes you feel a little bit less than what God's created you to be. And it's really easy to get beat down, especially for people that have really, really, really horrible backgrounds and histories, you know, of children. Like Christy has a an incredible story. And I don't say incredible in a good way, but I mean an incredible because God has really brought her a long way through a lot of stuff. So you end up dealing with a lot of self-worth issues because certain things we take for granted, like our parents are always going to be there for us, right? Like if you're a good parent and you think to yourself, like who wouldn't want to be a good parent? There's lots of people that aren't good parents. And what ends up happening as a child, you grow up thinking that you just, there's something that you did wrong or you're not worthy. There's all of these internal issues that you work with when the that's not true. It's just not true. It's hurt people, hurt people. And it gives us a lot of issues when it comes to self-worth, mm-hmm. you know? So, all right. So today we want to talk about, we think three important things, three things that we can apply to our lives really to help take our faith, our family and our future to the next level, but directly located in um, smack dab in the middle of what self-worth is. So the first thing we want to talk about today is you need to change the story. You need to change the story. And I, this is my favorite one. Okay. Because I think this is something that it's not like, oh, I changed the story. I'm good. Now I'm going to go out and start doing all this stuff for God, which is, I really feel like happened with me. I, um, went through a 12 step program through celebrate recovery. I really was just felt like I was so connected to God on a daily basis. And then I really got caught up and this isn't a bad thing. I really got caught up on in spreading his message, spreading his message, spreading his message. And I forgot that I have to continuously, it's everyone need, it's a daily, daily grind to change the story in your head. So A few months ago, as soon as I woke up in the morning, I mean, as soon as my eyes opened, I was in such a habit. I can't, I don't even know when it fell off. 
I was in such a habit of just as soon as my eyes open, just saying, thank you for, thank Mm. you for today. And then immediately being self-aware for the next 15 to 30 minutes while I went into the bathroom and started my morning routine, I was so keenly aware of the thoughts that I was thinking. And I was going through a gratitude checklist because it really set up the tone for the rest of my day. And somewhere along the line, that fell away. And that's how we change the story though. And it's not a one-time thing. It's, it's every day. And I know that can seem overwhelming, especially to people that are new believers or people that haven't thought about it in a long time. It's like, or they're struggling with something already right now, but that's really the fundamental thing that's going to help you get through your struggles is changing the story about yourself in your head Mm -hmm. and, um, connecting with God and how you're going to change that story though, is connecting with God in making sure that you're giving yourself an attitude of gratitude. And I know a lot of those things are cliche, but they're so true. If you look up, um, Zig Ziglar, uh, Tony Robbins, you want me to put them up? Sure. All right, go ahead. Keep talking. We have some things that, uh, Christy uses, and I think it's just a good time for us to show what those quotes are. That's not the one. It's here and here. Yes. Yeah. So I actually used to read these every day and there's been some massive changes. You know, we were moving stuff around and somewhere along the lines, you know, these things got buried. I had them at my office um, and I was cleaning things out and rearranging things and I came back across these and it really, I think moments like this are not coincidental. I think they're God things. And I've really been struggling. Um, I've been praying a lot lately. You know, we have some major things going on in our life right now. And I've been really praying to God. Like, I don't know. You know, we always feel like we're not, I don't know if everybody feels like sweat. I never feel like I'm doing enough ever, like ever. And that's a self-worth thing. So, and that's what took me a long time to get to that fundamental foundational thing. I'm constantly like, if I sit down and allow myself to have a day, I feel guilty the entire day. That's why I um, love watching movies so much because there's no commercials. It doesn't give my brain a break to start making me go into a guilt fest. I get lost up in the movie for the two hours and I don't have to worry about feeling guilty. And then afterwards I do. But those two things, I brought them back out. I taped the Zig Ziglar one up on our mirror in the bathroom. And then the other one is out by my devotional. And it's very important every single day to focus on one or two. Um, Zig Ziglar swears by it. You get up in the morning, you look at yourself in the eye and you say, you know, whatever, whatever that you want to say, like I am on time. I care about my appearance. I'm an honest, dependable person. And you really start, you start feeling like taller you know, like I am, I am those things. And I think it's really important to start changing the story like that. Yeah. I think when it comes to changing the story, you say this all the time is that, um, we get, we have to be aware that there's a story happening yeah. first. And if we're not, if we're not being aware, like you said, capture your thoughts, mm-hmm. you always say capture your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those things. If you don't realize there's a story being played, then you, don't. then you don't know how to change it. Yeah. And you have to be aware that there's a story going on. So you have to be willing, you know, uh, this is usually the, one of the first few steps within any type of recovery is you always say, you know, you have to be willing to admit there's something going on. So, you know, if you really want to change the story, if you want to understand how self-worth, how your self-worth is, because many people, if you ask them if they have a self-worth issue, they'll tell you no. 
they'll tell you no. But but if it's somebody that has had self-worth issues and they've been able to work through it, you can see it like it's a painting on the side of a wall. You can see it so evident. And and but you have to be willing to say, you know what, I need to, I need to look at the story that I'm telling myself every minute of every day. And then you're able to change that story purposefully. You know, Christy says she gets up in the morning, she captures her thoughts, she starts telling herself something different. She looks in the mirror, tells her things that, to be honest with you, she doesn't believe in the beginning. She doesn't believe them. I'm on time. Well, sometimes I'm not. So it's an easy That's way me. to find loopholes, right? If I'm not a hundred percent, I'm Zero. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, but if you're, yeah, but no, that's true though. Like if I'm not all the way, then I'm lying yeah. otherwise. So I can't say that about myself. And that's just, that's an, un, you're, you're, you're sabotage, sabotaging your opportunity to grow in your self-worth when we do that. So you have to do it anyway. You do them anyway. Yes. Right. And a lot of people I've talked to, and this is how I did it. This worked for me and this will work for you. A lot of people get up in the morning and then, you know, they, they're like, well, I do know what I was thinking in the morning. You don't. <laughs> and so what you need to do is when you get up, you have make a, write it down. Okay. You get in the bathroom. Everybody has to get up and go to the bathroom. Okay. When they get up. Okay. So if you don't, that's weird. So you get up, you go in the bathroom, have a piece of notebook paper in there. Right. And then you take the time to look at it and say, okay, what have I just thought about on my, like, as soon as I woke up on my walk to the bathroom, what did it, what is it that I thought about? Um, you think about what you have to do with your kids that day. You think about what you're going to make for dinner. You think about what you're going to wear. You think yep. about what you have to do. You think about your schedule. You you're thinking about those things and you're not going to realize it. You really won't. Cause it's such just a subconscious, just natural thing. You have to write it down because that is going to bring it to the frontal lobe. And then you can start really capturing those thoughts. You have all day to think about those things. All day. You need to give yourself permission. The first, I give myself the first hour, hour and a half of the day is my time. My time with God. I get up. I make sure as soon as the thought comes to mind, nope, not thinking about that right now. And like I said, I got really bad about it. The last few months I've been really bad. I would say two or three months. I've been really bad. And I couldn't understand why I was not my, my Christy, you know, why I wasn't feeling, um, loving, like God made me to love people unconditionally. My, my gift, I think my superpower gift is I can love unlovable people, people that think that other people shouldn't be loved. I think and believe they do. God made them. And I wasn't feeling that I was really just out of my element and God brought those cleaning those out, finding those pieces of paper right, right in my face, right in my face. Yeah, it's powerful. We have to make sure that we're paying attention to the story that's being played mm -hmm. and, and it's not for everybody. It, if you know that you need to make some form of a change in your life, if you don't feel like you, if you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like you can look yourself in the mirror this is a good opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to take my, I'm going to take this this road serious. I don't know if I have self image issues or self worth issues, but I'm going to take a pad of paper. I'm going to put it, you know, on the sink in the bathroom. And when I do get up first thing in the morning, which I thought was an amazing idea by Christy, jot this stuff down. You'll know, like you'll start seeing the pattern happen. Your denial will quickly escape you, and then you can start yeah. getting a grip on it, and then you can start changing that story because the only person that wrote your story is God. Mm -hmm. Right. And then your actions behind that continue to write the new story that keeps going ahead. So w without partnering with God, nobody else writes your story. It's nobody else is in control of your life other than you and God. And that's it. Yeah. The first 10 or 15 minutes of your day, you should not check your phone. Yeah. Um, you should. I do that. Mm -hmm. I do. And I shouldn't apparently. 
You shouldn't. <laughs> There's whole studies done because of the chemicals that get released in your brain when you do it. Okay. And Dopamine. You don't even, just. You, you <laughs> you're not even aware. But anyway, besides getting into all that stuff, you shouldn't. And it, because it takes your attention away from what needs to yeah. be. So for the first 10 or 15 minutes, start out small. For the first five minutes, don't check Facebook. Don't check email. You get up, you get ready, and you start going through, like, what have I been thinking about the last five minutes? And you focus on that. Yeah. It prepares you to change the story. All right. Number two. The second thing we want to talk about is avoid comparison mode. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. Do we do, we do that? Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody do. does that. We do. It's... uh. Again, that's capturing your thoughts because you can get, you can get running away with it and not even realize that you're doing it. So it's like, um, and it's not about everything. A lot of people will get caught up by saying like, I don't compare myself to other people. You do in one area or another. It's not all areas. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not necessarily the way the person looks. It's not necessarily how much money they make. It's not necessarily their relationship. It's not necessarily how good their kids are. It's not necessarily their job, but it's something. Or yeah. intelligence. Yeah. It's it's something, though. It's something. Teeth. You know, like, that person has really good teeth. I wish my teeth looked like their teeth. You know, type of thing. Yeah. God made you. There's only one you. And the, the greatest thing that Josh says a lot of times is we need a lot less fingers and a lot more thumbs is um, if there's something that you don't like about you, change it. You know? And it's, uh, he says something, he just said it the other day. And I'm like, I love that you say that. And I don't know if you made it up or if you heard it somewhere, but he's like, what I notice with people is, you know, it's like buildings and I don't know how, I'm not going to say it as good as you. When you compare yourself to other people, it's like moving to a new city and saying you want to build a building. You can do one of two things to be the greatest building in the entire city. You can either choose to number one, build your building, the tallest, or, Mm -hmm. or you can tear everybody else's down and you make the choice. Yeah. So a lot of times when we start comparing ourselves to other people, um, we start getting judgy in our heads. Yep. You know, it's like um, you start looking for things then to make yourself feel better. About, and it's usually something negative about that other person or about the other person's yeah, life. Yeah, for sure. So it's very, very important to not compare yourself. If you see something and you're like, man, I wish I was, you know, I'm, I wish I was more active. I wish I ate healthier. Do it. You know, stop talking, yeah. thinking about the other yeah. person, yeah. start focusing how you can do those things and making a plan and working it in. I mean, it's really no different. Like, let's be honest, right? A lot of times when people struggle their whole lives with their finances and money, yeah. or they come from a, a family that struggle with money and they don't have a lot of money, they hate anybody that has money. Mm-hmm. Everybody that has money, oh, they don't, they're just different people. I would never want to be like that person. And a lot of times, all that is is a direct reflection, literally a mirror of how you feel about it, your relationship with the way that you feel. And that's a self worth issue. You know, uh, a lot of times what will end up happening is we do that unconsciously, right? We do these, a lot of these things unconsciously. And the whole point is, is we need to learn how to capture these Mm -hmm. items, capture these things, pay attention to them. Like, wait a minute, am I extra judgy? Because if I'm being extra judgy in all these other areas, it's probably something that I feel insecure about. And insecurity is a normal, normal thing. It just means that you have a poor relationship with whatever item that is that you feel insecure about. And you can either number one, like Christy said, change it, right? But if you can't change it, like me, I'm five foot nine, okay? And if I wanted to be six foot six, I don't get that opportunity. I just can't unless I wear platforms. We're not going there. But I can't change that, right? So I need to pray to God and talk to God about changing my heart on it, change my perspective on it, work on, you know, accepting myself in the things that I, that I am, 
and that I that not that what I'm not, but what I am, and asking God to to help you know calm my heart about that stuff and work on that acceptance. You know, it's easy to get into this compare and despair. You yeah. know, I read that uh, early. Yeah, I read that. I didn't make that up. Okay, I did read that. <laughs> I, like that. I remember where I read it, but I read it and I like it because compare and despair. You know, I. Uh, we watch uh, Elevation Church, and their lead pastor said something years ago on one of his uh, one of his sermons, and he said, "You know, you pay attention to everybody's Facebook uh, posts and their Facebook pages and stuff, and you see all these people that are having great times, but you never get to see the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. You never get to see the reality of like yeah. this person that you idolize because they're thin or rich or smart or whatever. You don't get to see all the other stuff, all the, the other negatives. sacrifices and the negatives and all these things to have." whatever this one item is. And we get really caught up in that. And what ends up happening though, is we drive our self-worth down. God apparently didn't create you in that moment to be that right then. Like that's okay. Maybe you can grow through it and then be able to share your experience of how you overcame in that area of self-worth. So scared me to death. (laughs) It's our dog. He's barking. So that's the second thing. Well, I wanted to say one more thing. So I think it's really important to, I'm going to shut the door. Um, sorry that's live for you dogs barking um i think it's really important to um be holistic about it so it's like we'll pray like i'll get up and pray every day about something and then not understand why it's not changing or we get up and then we are only reading our bible about something and then not understanding why it's not changing so i really think it's important for you to go through all the different points and figure out which one you need to work more on so um are you praying for God to open your eyes to things and to really ch- change your heart about it. And then are you looking up scripture specifically how to deal with maybe anger or bitterness or judgment that you're doing? And then are you actually, you, Google is a great resource to figure out how to deal with what to put into action. Mm-hmm. Like, should you exercise? Should you get an accountability partner that you have to talk to about it so they can yeah. hold you accountable? Like though, it's very, very important to do all of those things. You have to have action. You need to pray to have God open your mind and heart to before you read the Bible. Because then he'll really give you wisdom that surpasses all understanding. Yep. And then his word will speak to you and then read the Bible. You really need to do all those things to really be approaching it as a whole. Yeah, you know, Robert makes a comment on here and he says, uh, where did it go? He says, losing a spouse. How do you deal with self-worth when it comes to that? The best thing I could say to anybody that's in that that position that's had that happen is that our worth never comes from another person. It always comes from God. That's where our worth comes from. So if we're looking for a deeper connection and understanding of who we are, I could never find that in her. I can't. Now, I love her with everything that I am. I she completes me in so many different ways, but she doesn't she doesn't make me me. God does. And if I don't look to him first for my worth, I'll never find it from her or anybody else or any other thing. There's not enough money in the world to make me have enough self-worth. There isn't another person in this world, including the person I believe God designed for me, to give me my self-worth. I have to look for God first. That's why we've talked about it in the past, about the umbrella. You know, there's to, to, to have real protection from God is that we need to start with God first always in our lives, then our spouse, then our family, and so on and so forth. So if I'm looking for worth about how... Josh's singular worth, I have to look to God first. That has to come very, very first. I think, though, you really need to figure out, everyone grieves in different ways. 
um, with death and how they lose something. So I think it's important to maybe find a word that speaks to you the most and then really hone in on that, allow yourself to feel it and then get help around that word and then look up scripture around that word. And I'm talking about whether if you feel hopeless, if you feel like despair, if you feel anger, if you feel bitterness, if you feel loneliness, I think you should pick a word and start working on how to get through that word. Because there's always a word that will hit us more than anything else of what we're really dealing with at that moment. And I think you really need to pray to um, God about to open your eyes about what that word is, what your the really root cause is of what you're feeling. Look up scripture around that. And then you really need to find a community that you can be around that understands what you're going through that is a little bit farther along than you that can help you deal with that. But then also maybe other people that you can help too through the story. I think it's, it's very important. Yeah, I agree. Number three, our third thing, how do we deal with self-worth? Ugh. <laughs> uh, we're actually dealing with this right now. Okay. Exercise. And <sighs> And um, I'm going to let Christy touch on this first because I have some of my own things that I'd like to talk about when it comes to exercise. Why don't you talk about exercise, about how much you love it? I don't. <laughs> um, I actually hate it. <laughs> hate. So we got on a really good kick where we were going to the gym, which I hated. And because we were going on a cruise, that's why we did it. Mm. We would have kept it up if it wasn't for COVID. That's my excuse. <laughs> We're blaming COVID. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> COVID hands so out I, fat genes, apparently. What, I, what my reward, though, was I had two rewards for going to do the elliptical. Number one, I have a really bad back, bad hips, and I found that the elliptical um, is very low impact for me, but really, I mean, I would have sweat like dripping off me. So I could do that, and I wouldn't feel hurt the next day. Yeah. But my rewards were um, I love listening to Audible books. Love, 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 love. And that's because of him. Okay. Cause I thought that I, 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 I restrict things at first, you know, so I do. So I, I absolutely love them now. So I could actually stick, stick my AirPods in and be going and I could consume so much stuff, stuff that makes me laugh, stuff that makes me think all these things. And then afterwards I actually would go sit in the sauna for a little bit. And I loved doing that. So that was my reward for doing it. But anyway, got off topic. So we stopped doing it as we always do. So we've been together for 10 years. And the only time that we've ever stuck to it for like a year straight. And we were like, we've never been that way since. We didn't eat any carbs. And we walked over five miles like every day. It was before our wedding. Okay. We, we were getting married. <laughs> <laughs> so since then, we'll start and we'll do like P90X work set workouts for like four or five months. We'll look really good. And then something will happen. And we'll stop. So I had the epiphany that, um, is it P90X? Beachbody. It's, it's made by they, Beachbody. They it's make the 10 minute workout videos. Called the 10 minute trainer. Yes. And Josh and I's schedules right now are so full. I can't even explain to you about we're going to school full time and we work full time and we're running ministries and we're trying to start our own business. And well, I mean, it's, it's, we have kids. I mean, it's just like our schedules are redonkulous, <laughs> yes. but I'm like, we keep making excuses and we can fit in 10 minutes. So we did our first 10 minute workout yesterday and I hate it. Like I am embarrassed to tell you guys how <laughs> hurt 
and sore I am today for working out for 10 minutes to the point where one of our sons was telling me today, like, uh, you shouldn't even be complaining. Like when you see me walking around, like from working out for two hours and I don't even say a word, like you don't deserve to say anything is what he told me. But I am embarrassed to tell you how, and again, we're starting. So this is our thing to you. You guys need to tell us, I mean, hold us accountable. Okay. So right now we're starting out small so we don't give up. Okay. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Every other month. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we're supposed to be doing our 10 minute workouts to start. Yep. And they're intense. Okay. I know they're only 10 minutes. I was saying after the first 60 seconds, like, okay, we only have to do 60 seconds 10 times. That's what I was saying. I need a cheeseburger. (laughs) like seriously after the two minute warm-up i'm like i'm tired i'm so tired yeah okay so how this applies to (laughs) self-worth oh sorry we went went on a little tangent there just talking about how much we hate working out (laughs) i hate it so the whole point okay so i may want to make three points okay and i wrote down three points that i want to talk about the reason why exercise does make a difference when it comes to self-worth number one it helps you create a routine around self-care Self-care has to be one of your top priorities in your life. And it's as Americans, okay? And I'm assuming everybody that's on here is an American. Or they have other green card. <laughs> you're probably, you're living in America. You're illegal. We, we, we tend to not really focus on self-care. We really honestly don't. And self-care plays a large role into our self-worth. So exercise... And we talk about it all the time. The second thing is uh, exercise makes you want to eat better. It's automatic. It's automatic. We talk about it all the time. I started working out. Well, of course, I don't want to go eat bad. I just did something that I absolutely hated doing. Sweat, did all this stuff, and it only burnt 11 calories. Like, I'm not going to go eat a Cheeto. 86. Yeah, I'm not going to eat a bag of Cheetos that's 200 calories. Like, I'm not going to do that. So one really pushes into the other. And then the third thing is exercise will force you to sleep better. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm going to be 45 years old next month, okay? And I sleep, I sleep like five hours a night. And that's like off and on five hours a night, okay? And I know the solution to it. I know it. That's that's the rotten part about it. Why do I feel, why do I feel drowned down? Why do I not feel good? Why do I, I know why. Okay. Because I don't, I, when I do eat, I tell myself it's good food. So I'll eat four times the amount, right? It's healthy. I can eat all I want. And then second, I don't do any type of exercise to, to, to make me feel better. And when we do these things, when we do this, we sleep a little bit better. We eat a little bit better. We feel a little bit better. And when we're really putting self-care in the, in charge of what's going on in our daily routine, well, now our mind is working a little bit better. We're seeing ourselves a little bit different and our self-worth automatically, like what, what do they say? Uh, uh, rising tides raise all boats, right? And that's the truth. When yeah. we start doing these things, it raises everything up. It really increases everything great that's going on and it really takes our self-worth and really gives us an opportunity to really make a real change. Changing the story, Stopping our comparison mode. Mm-hmm. That's okay. true. I, I mean, we did, we've talked about it before on one of our other podcasts is that um, the miracle morning it's called, and they go through five things that it's five or six things. Then it spells scribe. I think it's six then um, that you should go through. And one of the things is exercise. And the author says, I don't remember who authored it, but the author says, um, 
even if you only have five minutes, six minutes, you do each of those things for 60 seconds. And, mm-hmm. and every one of the things, one of them is exercise. And the only reason it is, it's not to, for weight loss. Like we, that's, that's, you shouldn't be working out to lose weight. You, it should be, I know I hate this phrase, lifestyle change. I hate it because it's so cliche. It's like, oh. Um, but seriously, you start working out, you feel better internally, you do. like the losing weight part and getting in shape. That's just an added bonus. You feel better. Yeah. You have more energy. You do sleep better. Yes. It's, those are the things that, and then you eating healthier, the fuel you put in your body. Zig Ziglar said this quote one time, there's two quotes that always stick out to me and never really help me get it to work. It should. But he said, um, he uh, was interviewing one guy one night that and said, what well, if you had a racehorse and it had to go race the next day, the night before, would you let it smoke a bunch of cigarettes and drink a bunch of alcohol and eat a bunch of cupcakes and all this stuff? And then the next day expect it to perform at its greatest level. And the guy's like, no. And he's like, well, why do you expect your body to do that? You know, and that really struck home with me. Like we should be putting really healthy fuel inside of us if we're expecting a lot out of ourselves. And the other thing was Joyce Myers one time said, if I can't have authority over a cookie, how can I have authority over the devil? You know, and I'm just like, oh, that's so true. Stupid cookies. The cookie calls to me sometimes. <laughs> it's because we have a poor relationship with food. We've, yeah. Christy said it before too. She's like, you know, you got to change the way you look at food. Food yeah. needs to be fuel. Like yeah. look at it as fuel. Like, okay, do I really need that? No, but I sure do want it. And it really comes down to our bodies chemically get addicted to the sugars. And I mean, we can get into all of that stuff too. But when it comes down to it. You know, when you focus on exercise, when you really just exercise, not even at the eating right stuff, just the exercise portion, it pushes you into a self, self-care self mode that really lets everything else kind of come a little bit easier. You know, they tell you that eating is 80% of getting healthier. Yeah, it is. But you really want to eat better? Exercise. Just start working out. Start doing some form of- Or being active. Exercise or activity. Something, right? Yeah, something. Yeah. Active isn't walking to the refrigerator or waiting till my wife goes to bed and getting Pop-Tarts at 11 p.m., okay? He's worse than me. I am bad. <laughs> I am bad, okay? I'll starve myself all day long. His metabolism is higher than mine, though. It, it doesn't sh- doesn't seem like that's the truth, okay? I I eat, yeah, so I overconsume. But it's because I have a poor relationship with food. I have. I mean, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I allow myself to blame that on that. So I'm just like, eh, I have an addictive personality. And that's bad. I mean, I'm just digging myself an earlier grave because I'm not caring for myself the way that I need. And what ends up happening, it ends up giving me, I look at myself in videos, or I look at myself in pictures, and I think, oh my gosh, I can't even believe this is the same person. And we get thinking these things, we tell ourselves this, and the only person that has control over it's me. I'm the person that can control this. Yeah, but we're really bad for each other, okay? And I don't want to turn this into a thing, but we'll be like, we're going to start eating better. And neither one of us really mean it. We're just hoping that the other person will hold us accountable to it. Yeah. And we don't. Yeah. So then, I mean, as soon as it hits about 8 o'clock, I'm like, I want ice cream. Mint moose tracks. Mint moose tracks (laughs) with the hardening chocolate on top with peanuts on it. Oh, my goodness. And then if we don't have any in the house, he'll look at me and be like, do you want me to run to the store and get you some? And I'm like, yeah, I do. You know? So I can get some. (laughs) Just be real, people. But now we're turning it. It's like, no, we're doing this. I'm holding you accountable. You're holding me accountable. Yes. Yes. So most of the time, we're not good accountability partners. 
No, it's tough, especially when you really love someone and you're like, you deserve ice cream. You deserve to indulge. You deserve these things. But all it does is just drives our self-worth down. We get feeling worse about ourselves. There's nothing like eating a massive bowl of ice cream and afterwards you're like, I wish I could cry in the bowl. Like, I feel so horrible after this. And we just self-sabotage ourselves. better, though, too, when you eat better. Yes, when you eat, I thought you meant after a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> yes, I agree. And it's, it's you know, self-worth is a difficult thing. We all struggle with self-worth. Everybody, you're not alone. The, the, the enemy, the devil wants you to believe that you're alone and your struggle in the way that you feel about it. You're not. The person that you think that has all their stuff together, all the, no, believe me, they're insecure. They have issues just like the rest of us do. Just know there's, there's stories that you can change about yourself. You just have to choose, right? So the three things, change the story. You get to choose to do that. So choose to do that. Uh, avoid comparison mode. It's never, ever done us ever any good to compare ourselves to other people because we're not designed the same by God. Mm -hmm. It's an unfair comparison. And then exercise. We got to start moving our bodies. And then doing that will help us create more of a self-care type of uh, routine throughout the day. And it'll help the other things come a little bit easier. You know? Self-worth. Read your Bible. Yeah, self-worth is something that we all struggle with. So I can't say that enough. You're not alone in this. You know, you're really, really not. Find yourself a healthy community. Get connected with other people. Know that not you don't have all the answers and neither does everybody else, but collectively you can work towards getting better in that area. Well, and Satan knows exactly <clears throat> what you struggle with. So I heard a great um, Bible study one time. I think it's Priscilla Shire, um, the armor of God study, but she talks about how in Ephesians that, um, the D you know, the war that we're with is not a war of flesh and blood and it's supernatural and the devil is, has demons and all that stuff. And that is studying you from the time that you're little, like a baby and they, he knows you and he knows what your biggest crux is. And he's constantly going to be working at that to get your focus away from God, take away from God's testimony, mm -hmm. anything that he can do to make you feel less than, feel like you're not worthy, feel yep. like you don't deserve. So it's very, very important to stay in prayer, really want to expect a lot out of yourself, expect more out of yourself, be obedient to God. And, and just know how much he loves you and have a community of people that help remind you of that. Yes. So the challenge for this week is we want you to concentrate on daily affirmations. Yeah. Concentrate on those daily affirmations. You can download on, it's on the internet for free. Zig Ziglar has it for daily affirmations. You could download it, hang it on your mirror. That's where Christy has ours hanging right now is on our mirror in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. and work on telling yourself. It's going to help you alter that story you're telling. It, I mean, the battle begins in the mind. That's where yeah, it's it at. You know, and then you can work on the other things to get that self-worth going, but you got to start somewhere. Daily affirmations is a simple thing to do. It's hard to do consistently, it but is. it's a simple place to start. And you can start today increasing your self-worth. Okay, you can do that. And God will help you do that. He will help you do that. Allow him to. Yes, pray to him, talk to him. You know, I know you guys well, we have a mat. Yeah, we do. You guys have a massive conversation kind of going on in the chat, and I don't really want to play double dutch and jump in the middle of it. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, I would love to. But we've already been doing this for forty minutes, so we don't want to go too much longer. So we just really want to thank everybody for being here. Please, if you've made it this far, if you're on right now, uh, do us a favor and hit the share button. Share our episode out. There is people out there right now that are struggling desperately yeah. with self worth ish issues, and they don't even know yeah. it. 
they don't even know it. They need the community. They need God. They do. And they need some encouragement. And we're really hoping that this uh, has helped encourage today. So Yeah, we hope. Yeah, we do. And so next week, 7 o'clock, live, without dogs barking, hopefully, we'll be back. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.